Welcome to day four of the 10-day Big Iron Podcast Marathon. Today's topic is calling all agriculture entrepreneurs. Do not be fooled by social media influencers. Now, I need to clarify what I mean by this. Because we use social media. I post lots of stuff on social media. Social media is a great tool to advertise your business, to create a community, and to find like-minded individuals. So I'm not talking about using social media as being a bad thing. Um, but from what I've seen online, there are a certain type of account that may be, may be misleading, especially for people who are just getting started in, in this lifestyle, specifically homesteading. So I know that there were folks online that make farming or ranching or homesteading look glamorous. And we want to believe that it is. The truth is that it is much more work than glamour. There are wonderful, wonderful parts of it, and I would not trade it for anything. But some accounts, their goal is to make it look like it's all butterflies and rainbows and sundresses and raw milk and riding off into the sunset, right? <laughs> um, that's not the case. Um there is a lot of work behind the scenes that go into those accounts. Um, and I don't blame them for doing that in a way, right? Um, you have to make it appeal. When you have an online presence, you have to be appealing. Uh, it's a good way to, to sell product or uh, courses or, or whatever it is that you're doing to try to create revenue for your business. Um, this lifestyle is extremely rewarding. And the message behind this podcast episode is just to keep in mind that social media very rarely tells the whole story. So there are very many folks online who want to portray a story or a version of themselves that is not 100% accurate. That's a version that is, shall we say, easier to monetize. That's true not just with... Um, farming and ranching and homesteading. It's true with just about everything you could imagine. Um, people portraying themselves one way online and being completely different in person or using that easier to monetize version of themselves to sell product. Or, I mean, I see it pretty often with like fitness accounts and stuff like that, right? I'm sure we've all seen, seen, seen those. There are real ones who really have their client's best interest in mind. And then there are those who are just trying to hawk something at you, right? Um, but I get it. Folks are looking to take advantage of a trend or to get while the getting's good, as they say. However, you can take advantage of a trend without taking advantage of people. I found that being genuine and true to yourself will get you much farther than the alternative online and in person. This is similar to the advice that I give to young men or women, when I get the chance, it's impossible to accurately get to know someone through a computer or a phone screen. It is not a genuine human interaction. Texting, for example, gives you the opportunity to think of a response for a few minutes and to formulate a response based on how you want to portray yourself to that person other than just who you are. It's the same with an online presence for your business. We filter it and edit it and do multiple 
takes of Instagram reels and TikToks to portray the version of ourselves that fits our content or that is appealing to the social media algorithm, which is a completely different topic, but that's true as well. Um, Although I try to be as genuine as possible, I'm guilty of this to a degree as well. You know, to utilize social media, we have to be appealing in 30 seconds or less. That's not how humans are meant to interact with each other. It's pretty wild. It's a pretty wild way to interact with our fellow humans, period, honestly. Um, That being said, I think that if we see it for what it is, it can be a useful tool so long as we don't abuse it. I guess what I'm trying to say is don't hold yourself to a perceived standard based on how you see farmers, ranchers, homesteaders on the internet. You're getting an edited, filtered version of 1% of their reality in most cases. I mean, I set aside time to make reels and to take pictures um, of our animals, you know, to make content for social media. It's a, it is a form of advertising that doesn't cost me anything for the most part besides my time and energy, um, you know. To, to do so of course I'm going to do it um but and there's strategy to it right of course I'm going to post pictures of the beautiful the beautiful cattle standing in the grassy pasture on a perfectly lit day because that's what's the most eye appealing it's going to stop people from scrolling Instagram and stop and check out our page and as I said I don't see anything wrong with that it's a great way to get your product or your company in front of people but just know that for every picture that I post on Instagram of a beautiful cow right behind me there's probably a mud pit with hay and a dirty calf (laughs) right and a skid steer that's completely covered in hay dust because but I'm not going to take a picture of that and post it for the most part you know I'll tell you that that's the that's the case I'm not trying to hide it but a picture of a dirty mud hole you know, isn't going to get me inter- any interaction on social media. Um, so there's really no need for me to post it. It wouldn't look good on the feed. It wouldn't stop people from scrolling to come and check out our content. So, or our company. So there's, there's no, there's really no reason to post that on there in most cases. Um, but what I'm saying is, what am I saying? <laughs> what I'm saying is, That you're seeing 1% of the reality of what it is to be a farmer or a rancher or a homesteader. You're seeing the glamorous pieces. So if it's something that you're really interested in doing, don't go just off of social media. You know, it's a great way. Following people on social media, as I stated in uh, a previous episode, I remember it was yesterday or the day before, but... It's a great way to learn about the local um, farmers and ranchers that are near you and to see what they have going on, to learn more about your food, to learn more about your community and see what's happening. Get a little bit of an idea of if you want to get into this, in what capacity you want to get into it. But it's going to take more research than just seeing homesteaders on Instagram or Facebook or TikTok. Um before you, I would recommend before you actually take 
that first step into doing it. You're going to want to do a lot more research. Go visit some places. Um, you know, do further research on what it takes to raise livestock or what it takes to put in a garden. And that way you get a bigger picture of what is involved with this lifestyle other than just a basket of eggs on a windowsill of a farmhouse, you know. Um, you can have that too. I'm not saying you can't. Um, that's the dream. But there's definitely a lot more to it than just the pretty pictures. So keep that in mind and definitely do your research going forward. Um, you know, folks aren't going to put their dirty laundry on Instagram on the Instagram feed, but be assured that for every picture of a beautifully maintained farmhouse kitchen, there's a pile of dirty laundry right outside the the frame, right? <laughs> So not everything has to be neutral tones and barnwood accents. This is this is another point, right? The way that you see it online is not how you have to be to get started. If this is genuinely something that you want to do, if you want to get into farming or ranching or homesteading, um, which I'm going to talk about is kind of some of the differences in those things later on and how if you want to get into it from zero experience or zero um, background, which is kind of how I got into it several years ago, um, how some of the best ways to do that are how to get in it with very little money into it without being rich, I guess you could say, and getting into it. Um, But don't let being what you perceive as less than that picture perfect Instagram influencer homesteader prevents you from getting into the life. Just get into it in whatever capacity you can. Even if that's researching right now until you can take that first step, that's still starting. That's still taking steps in the right direction toward the type of life that you want to have. So not everything has to be neutral tones and Barnwood accents. It's okay to utilize what you have, even if it's not Pinterest perfect. Do people still use Pinterest? (laughs) Am I getting old? I don't know. But you get what I'm saying. It's okay to use an old tire as a mineral tub or hay string as a belt or not have a butcher block countertop in your farmhouse kitchen, right? But Mike is fine. If you get the idea, if you want to grow your own food or start raising livestock, start however you can. Don't let yourself get sucked into the idea that everything has to be picture perfect because that's what the lady in the Laura's Laura Ingle dress and the $5,000 wood fired stove in the 1800s farmhouse on Instagram hawking courses on how to be a homesteader says, right? Again, not trying to throw shade. I'm just, (laughs) I'm just letting you know. Get started in whatever capacity you can right now. And if you want to have a Laura's, Laura Ingalls dress and a and a $5,000 wood fi- $5, wood-fired stove and a log cabin in the woods, then you go for it. More power to you. I think that's awesome. If I could afford it, I probably would, except for the dress part. <laughs> so get started in whatever capacity you can right now. This life is about self-reliance, not about appearances or breaking the bank to do it. Your grandparents grew a garden, they raised chickens, they canned beans because it was reasonable, not because it was fashionable. 
So day six of the Big Iron Podcast Marathon is going to be on how to start small if you're working with limited funds. Social media can be a great tool for learning so long as we see see it for what it is. On day seven of this podcast marathon, I will be explaining some of the ways I've used social media to grow the business of the ranch that I manage, some strategies and tips on how I've built the largest Texas Longhorn page on Instagram, and why that matters at all. Folks, my goal is to cut through the bullcrap and to teach you everything I've learned on this journey and continue to provide value for my community. I hope that's getting through. Um, Tomorrow we're getting into it. The title is, So You Want to Be a Cowboy. What does it take? Are you ready to make the hard decisions? Can you butcher sheep? that stopped producing even though your daughter named it Fluffy? Do you have what it takes? I'll tell you some stories to give you an idea of what life on the ranch is actually like. Talk at you tomorrow. Hidden Springs Ranch Beef is 100% registered Texas Longhorn Beef. Try out our new Snack Sticks, lean Longhorn Beef with no nitrates added. Available in hot, mild, sweet, and sweet heat. The hot is my personal favorite. We're happy to say that these snack sticks are shelf stable and we can ship them directly to you. Or if you're in North Carolina, check out our freezer beef options for local pickup. Halves, holes, bundle boxes, and bulk ground. Go check it out at hslonghorns.com under the beef tab and use code BIGIRON for a little discount on me. hslonghorns.com and hit that beef tab.